The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy, Young International Traveller, a.k.a. Mr. Might Have Caught Covid But I'm Too Scared to Take a Test, a.k.a. Mr. Light Throaty Cough, a.k.a. Mr. Spaghetti Carbonara, (laughs) a.k.a. Mr. I Miss Being on Holiday, a.k.a. Mr. Fucking a.k.a. a.k.a. Young Catch Me Outside the Coliseum on Any Given Day of the Week, you fucking boy, Jack Fox. And it's time for yet another episode of Tired and Inspired. How's it going? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Well, it's been two weeks, but I went on holiday, and frankly, frankly, I don't think my ears have readjusted to being off a plane or on some sort of travel, because I don't feel like they've popped yet, and I feel like I can't hear a goddamn motherfucking thing, but also, bear in mind, I play drums in a very loud rock band, so it might be that that's decaying my ears. How's it going? Did the country miss us? Did the country feel weird without us while I was exploring Europe for seven days with my American girlfriend? I'm so tired. I'm very sorry. Very I'm so tired. I've yet to catch up. There's only an hour's difference between Italy and England. But fucking travelling is long, man, isn't it? Like... The day we had to, the day we came back home, we had to get up at five o'clock in the morning, and I was almost up for the twenty-four hours just because of the travel, and I just feel like I was constantly on a some sort of moving vehicle. It was so annoying. Uh, but of course, before that, before I went on holiday, I travelled to London, stayed with my good friend Rizwan Yusuf, aka Ninety Bro. I went to see the Californian four-piece alternative rock band, Grammy-winning alternative rock band. Record-setting alternative rock band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, my favorite band of all time. Very much enjoyed them. Then the next day, flew out from Heathrow Airport to Pisa in Italy to meet my girlfriend Christina, and then we went uh, to Pisa, um, and then from there we went to Siena, and then from there we went to Rome, and then from Rome, uh, Leonardo da Vinci Airport. I flew back into Manchester, then got the megabus from Manchester, and got the tram from Manchester Airport to Shude Hill. Then from Shude Hill in Manchester, got the megabus to Sunderland Park Lane, then got picked up by Park Lane, and now I'm home. And this was all a few days ago. Um, holiday is mad, isn't it? Like being on holiday, like it's such a. I've been on holiday. Well, first of all, I've been on holiday with a partner in never, never, ever, ever have I done that. So that was a unique experience to begin with. It was very fun. It was very cool. As you know, I'm rather fond of Christina. She's pretty cool. Um, but it was just, it's just so intense, man. You feel like you have to do everything in the city in like the 
two days that you've got there, you know. Uh, but God damn Italy's beautiful, man. I don't know if if you listen to this, if you've if you've ever been to Italy, but bloody hell, what a lovely country. I mean, every you walk down the street. I mean, you walk down the street and like so. So, so we went to three big sort of touristy attractiony places. Uh, obviously, Rome is a major tour attraction. Pisa has the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Honestly, doesn't have really much else. Uh, Siena is just a beautiful city in Italy and I feel like there's tourists that go there just because it's it's quieter than some of the other places um and it's beautiful every you walk down the street in like a Manchester or a London and there's like shops and there's like a, I don't know like a W. H. Smith's or a, a New Look or River Island and uh, and then there's there'll be a Witherspoons, and then there's a pub, and then there's a bar, and then there's a place to go and get Chinese food. And you walk down any street in Italy, any this is no exaggeration. It's a pizza restaurant or a pasta restaurant. It's a souvenir shop, or what they have called mini markets, which is like a corner shop, and then that's it. Seriously, the only food you can get there is like Italian food. You can't get like nip out for some Chinese food, get some Indian food, fish and chips, sandwiches are even quite hard to come by, it's all fucking cheese, meat, pasta, pizza, steaks, ice cream, wine, Fanta, you know how I feel, you know how passionate I feel about soda on this here podcast, and we all know we all know, we've learned from previous podcasts that Dr. Pepper Zero ain't shit, and Pepsi Max is the only sip that counts. Now, true say Pepsi Max is the only sip that counts. We know this. However, the sip that I will sometimes comprehend is a Fanta. And let me tell you, the only things I, literally only things I drank in Italy was water, because goddamn, you need a lot of water, which is fine, because we all know the routine for this podcast is drinking a bottle of water and eating a bowl of cereal. We all know that water is important and water is good for you, so that's fine, not a problem with that. And the only other thing I drank while I was out there is Fanta, because it's the only sip I'll comprehend after the only sip that counts, which is Pepsi Max. Now, did I travel all the way to Italy for a week with my girlfriend to only come back and then talk about the drinks that they sold and what's more important than the, the hierarchy of sodas in Italy? Maybe. Do I also want to talk about the food that they sell in Italy and how good it is? Yes. Is it incredible? Yes. Was the first meal I had there the best meal I had there? And was the rest of them kind of underwhelming compared to that? Yes. What was it? It was pe- peachy pasta and it was... Something that I can't remember now. Do all the waiters in Italy speak perfectly good English? And do I feel like a tit trying to order in Italian when actually they can speak perfectly good English? Yes. Was this a problem? Yes. But the food. The food in Italy. Oh, I see my mouth's watering thinking about it. The cheese. The cheese. Let, I could have a full... In fact, I might do a full podcast to talk about the cheese in Italy. Because Christina can order in this thing... Uh, Christina loves tomatoes, right? I don't fuck with tomatoes. They're acidic. Are they a fruit? Are they a vegetable? Why are they crunchy? Why do they also look soft? I don't. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't mind ketchup. Fine. I'm working class. That's fine. But they have this thing where it's basically just slices of tomato and slices of mozzarella cheese. 
I would have the mozzarella cheese. She would have the tomato. We're both happy. And the cheese, like, you can just eat mozzarella cheese, chunks of it, by itself. And it just tastes so good. In fact, I'm going to go as far as say, saying mozzarella cheese from Italy is the only bite that counts. Uh, towards the end of our uh, trip, we uh, got up and uh, I don't I, I don't really fuck with breakfast that heavy. I, I don't really I don't I don't really I don't always get breakfast. Um, sometimes you know my sleep my sleeping schedule is upside down. So by the time I get up, anyways, it's normally lunchtime, and I don't normally go ahead straight into a lunch. But on holiday, Christina gets up really early. I try to compromise, get up early sometimes. Christina loves breakfast. Americans do breakfast. They have muffins and shit. That's a whole different conversation. So one day, Christina wanted to get breakfast, like an actual breakfast, right? So we found this place that wasn't too far from our hotel room, which also our hotel room was like a three-minute walk from the Coliseum, which is fucking nuts. So also every restaurant we went to where we went to get breakfast or dinner late at night not far from our hotel room was in view of the Coliseum, the literal Coliseum with gladiators, swords, lions, fucking nutso. It just, it's just there. It's just a big building. It's just there. By the end of the trip, we were so accustomed to it, we would just walk past it and not even be like, oh, look, there's a Coliseum. Nuts. Um... <coughs> I don't know if I should save this story for the second half of the podcast now. We're coming up to the... Uh... No, fuck, I'll tell it. Um, so we were looking for somebody to eat for breakfast. We're walking around. There's a few like busy streets. We understand they're all tourist traps. They're all expensive restaurants. But you pay to sit down. You're sitting outside in view of the Coliseum. Eating really good food. What the fuck? I'll pay for it. It's fine. I don't have a problem paying for stuff. Paying extra for stuff if it's really good. This is the thing a lot of people don't understand about the cost of living crisis. The cost of living crisis is terrible. Petrol prices through the roof. I understand. Bills, security stuff through the roof. But if you're paying... I, I don't mind paying extra for stuff if it's good stuff, if it's worth it. You know what I mean? So I'll pay... Like, like, like Christina also... We ended up getting a lot of taxis towards the end of the trip because I'm fucked. My legs were fucked. I got blisters on my feet. I really don't mind paying for the convenience of getting a taxi. Because I know that I'm paying... You know what I mean? doesn't matter. Um, maybe I'll save the story for the sec- I feel like I've just blown through the first half of this podcast. I haven't really said anything. Um, as long as we've all established in the first half of this podcast that raw mozzarella cheese from Italy is the only bite that counts. Good. And now, it's time for a quick word... Today's episode of Tired and Inspired is brought to you by those scammer guys that walk around in capital cities trying to sell phone charges. That's right. Do you maybe want to, for some reason, buy an umbrella or a selfie stick or a cold bottle of water or maybe a random fucking bracelet? Then become one of those scammer guys that walk around capital cities trying to catch tourists out. Alright, while I've got you here, if you listen to this on Thursday, tomorrow, Friday the 8th, doing a free rap gig at the Arches in Timemouth, long set, Jack Fox set. And then on the following Wednesday, the 13th, I'm doing stand-up comedy at Red Raw at The Stand in Newcastle. That's a free rap show, and then comedy show next Wednesday at The Stand in Newcastle. Come see the show, yay!
be very appreciative if you want to come to the show because it's actually difficult being a freelancer trying to go on holiday because actually you just, if, you, if, you're, if you're not working you're not making money you know what I mean some people you can put in two weeks holidays look I paid two weeks holidays that's great it's good for them good for them but I just, just be a freelancer cause I'm, I technically I'm losing money even when I'm on a holiday but I really enjoy the holiday I really feel like I really need to go to on holiday because I have to go back to work as soon as possible and I'm doing the quiz and then I'm doing that and then I'm doing the gig and then I'm doing the gig and then if you want to come to the show be really appreciative be sure to support the moment you play the moment you'll get the watch I can put again come back and make more money again and then the world gets going around and then everybody's happy we back, we back in this bitch, and we back, and I'm back, I'm back in fucking sunny old England, and you know, before I went on holiday, I was like, this summer in South Shields, hot in it, hot in it, in it hot, hot in it, and then I stepped off the plane in Pisa, I'm not, I mean, this this episode is primarily going to be about my holiday, it's a big deal, but I stepped off the plane in Pisa, and I thought, poof, Hot in it, but I was like, nah, I'm just, I'm on the runway. It's the plane engine. It's not gonna be this hot. Wrong, wrong, riggedy, riggedy, wrong. But whatever. Um. So the point I was trying to make before I got really interrupted by the advert in the middle of this podcast was the second to last day. We woke up relatively early. We're going to go look for some breakfast. All good. We're walking down. Uh, we had to cut through. That's Whatever. If you've been in Italy, you know the Coliseum. There's restaurants like on one side of the Coliseum. And our hotel's like kind of parallel to these restaurants. And we had to walk through a nice little park to get down to where all the action's happening. So fine. So we're walking through the park. We're coming out of the park. And then we'll see the Coliseum's on our right. And the row of restaurants and stuff's on our left. <sighs> I'm probably not going to admit this. And we look over and there's we see some people sitting outside this little restaurant place or somebody's service. We're like, okay, good, they're open. We'll walk over there, we'll see what... Because some people just throw themselves into it and are just eating pizza at like half nine, ten o'clock in the morning for breakfast. You think, what the fuck's going on here? So we'll walk over and as we get closer, the, the like, sign which says the name of the restaurant of the place, cafe, bar, whatever you want to call it, is Rainbow Coloured. And then I see the name of the bar in the corner of the sign, rainbow coloured. And um, the bar is called Coming Out. So it's a rainbow coloured background. And in the bottom corner, the name of the bar is called Coming Out. Now here is where you're going to think the same as me which is what I think every time that I see Christina, which is, why are you with me? Why do you put up with me? Because I said, in all seriousness, look, I'm a joker, I'm a joker. Your boy's a joker. But I wasn't joking. It's too early in the morning for me to be joking, all right? I don't really get funny until about two in the afternoon. Very precise, I know, but that's my funny time. It's funny o'clock. This is all seriousness. I'm looking up at the rainbow colour sign and the bottom it says coming out and I say to Christina do you think that's a gay bar? To which right then and then she should have took me by the hand 
and put me into the Colosseum to fight for my death for being such a fucking stupid cunting idiot. A rainbow background and a bar called Coming Out and I, in all seriousness, asked... Do you reckon that's a gay bar? Yes, is the answer to that. Yes. I think the bar called Coming Out, dressed in rainbows, is a gay bar. Nevertheless, we sat down, had breakfast, and I got sucked off by a man called Pedro. So it was all good. I'm joking. (laughs) I'm joking. I like also have to clear that up for you. Fucking hell, man! I'm dumb, man. It's past two o'clock as well. It should be funny now. Of course, I didn't. Of course, we didn't have breakfast. No, I'm joking. I'm double joking. It's two for the price of one. Ah, water. The real only sip that counts. This is something I was speaking to gay people, right? On the flight back, I booked on EasyJet. Why cheap? Should I have? No. Should I have looked into? Better seats? Yes. Did I think I would pay extra for extra legroom until I got there and it turns out I'm too fucking tall? Also, I'm too tall for Italy. I'm too small for... I'm not too small. Everything in America is too big. Everything in Italy is too small. These ancient Rome motherfuckers who were born in the fucking before Jesus are far too small for a guy like me. I'm a big lad. I'm six foot something or another and i got broad shoulders and i got a fat cock, all right? Fucking up your game, Rome. So I'm on EasyJet and I'm very uncomfortable. I, had a, I paid for extra leg room and there was a problem with the thing. I couldn't sit in the place with extra leg room. It's a long story. I don't even fully know what happened. I just know when people of authority tell me to move and sit in a different seat, I do it because I look like a big guy but I'm a fucking pussy, all right? So I moved seats and I'm sitting in this other place. And look, sometimes stereotypes are just stereotypes. The, the flight attendants, not air hostess, not cabin crew the flight attendant was just he was as gay as the bar coming out was that i didn't realize because maybe it was too early and i was dehydrated i don't know what the fuck but this guy was definitely homosexual not nothing wrong with it at all i'm just pointing that out because of the rest of the story and i guess this is a this is protocol now since 9-11 or whatever terrorist attacks right but i was sitting three rows from the front of the now you sit in a if you sit near the front in a British Airways flight, you're in first class, right? This is easy jet. You fucking get on, lighten on a little bit, sit where the fuck you can, hold on for dear life, all right? So I'm sitting near the front of this easy jet flight. And as we take... And also, by the way, flying in general. Like, I don't do a lot of flying, right? I've been to see Christina a couple of times. When I was younger and my family were rich, we went on holiday, but now we're very poor and broke, so whatever. But when, I, when I as a kid, you don't really notice it. But flying amazes me every time. And I'm trying to explain this to Christina, and she's very like, yeah, flying, flying is pretty cool, but it's just a thing that happens, and it's scientific, so just get over it. And I'm like, what? These things, how do, how are you suddenly just sitting there, and all of a sudden, vroom, you take off? It's, it doesn't make sense. Like, flying to me doesn't make sense, just like as in the moon's made of cheese and the earth is round. Things don't make sense. It's a little bit I'm working on about the earth being flat. But that's fine, we're moving on cabin crew so i'm sitting near the front of this flight uh and i'm sitting i've got the aisle seat which is good because i can kind of stretch my legs out uh, and as we take off we're in the air we're like at cruising altitude i guess 
even though nobody tells us that we're at cruising altitude. And they start bringing out like snacks and stuff. You go buy the snacks. I got a drink and some whatever the fuck. One of the cabin crew knocks on the cockpit door, opens up, asks the they said the drivers asks the pilot if they want anything. Somebody put in an order for a sandwich or something. Then one of the pilots gets up. Needs to use the toilet. Apparently, the pilots just use the same toilets as us general scumbag public, right? So, fine, whatever. Guy comes out, goes to the toilet. Flight attendants doing something, preparing a sandwich, getting some. Then the pilot comes out of the toilet and goes to go back into the cockpit. Now, this is where I get intrigued because the flight attendant turns, puts his back to the cockpit. Let me tell you, it's not the first time he's put his back to the cockpit, you know what I'm saying? Puts his back to the co- <laughs> cockpit and the pilot and faces the. The, the people on the flight as the pilot goes into the cockpit and then when the pilot goes to the door the flight attendant just carries on doing what he's doing I was like that's that was strange it's, it's almost as if he like purposely like turned his back to him like ignored him I thought that's weird and then it happened a few more times throughout the flight another pilot had to come out and get something to talk to one of the stewardesses or something or had to use the toilet again and every time a pilot came out one of the flight attendants stood with his back to him and then as he went back he did the same thing and then I figured this must be like a protocol from 9-11 so you people can't just barge in the cockpit and take over the plane, right? And I was like, that's fairly noble. Like, I I, I get it. I, I've never seen that before. That means it does happen on, it's happened for time on every other flight. I don't know. And I, I, I was like, that's, okay, I get it. Fine, I get it. But look, if I was a fucking terrorist... And I wanted to drive this plane into a building or into the ground in the middle of London. One gay flight attendant standing in the way of me in the cockpit, me and my life's mission, me and Al, meeting Allah and 72 virgins, is not going to stop me. If I've managed to smuggle on this plane knives and weapons and other things, like this flight attendant who's in the middle of making the pilot a fucking cheese toasty isn't going to stop me completing this mission to god so either put a fucking armed guard on there with an ak-47 ready to mow down anybody that tries that shit or easy jet have better ideas because that's a lot of pressure on the guy as well, the flight attendant. The flight attendant's in the middle of making it. You know how annoying it is if you're making your, your dinner and the phone rings? Like, imagine you're in the middle of making a toasty and all of a sudden, good. Admiral Akbar! Like, oh, just fucking something else i got to deal with, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of pressure. I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair. <sighs> <laughs> Right, let's try and let's try and workshop this joke. It's a little it's a throwaway joke. It's not it's not like the main crux of a joke. It's just a thing I've got to put in somewhere. Flying fascinates me. I don't understand how it works. They say that you're more likely to die on the way to the air you're more likely to have an accident on the way to the airport than a plane crash. And I don't believe that. Just in the same way I don't believe the moon is made of cheese or the world's round. That's not bad. I'm sorry.
Um, <laughs> second half of this podcast was definitely better than the first half. I apologise to the gay flight attendant. And look, I don't even fully know if he is gay. Maybe he's just flamboyant. Maybe he's just excited. Good for him. But maybe he's fucking a black belt in Kung Fu or something. What do I know? What do I know? I thought a bar... I wasn't sure if a bar covered in rainbows called Coming Out was a gay bar or not. What do I know? I don't know fucking anything. <laughs> uh, whatever, man. Um, all right, I'm going to... Since I'm back now and um, back from holiday and... Uh, yeah, I'm not going away or anything anytime soon. I'm going to be doing more podcasts. Because I do, as I say every fucking week, you must be bored of me saying, I enjoy doing this podcast. What if I did the whole podcast in this sort of cadence? Kind of like Bob Dylan singing a song. Um, I enjoy doing this podcast, but sometimes I get in my head about it and I think, I'm not funny enough. When really I should just talk about stuff and find the funny. That's the key. That's the key. John Scott taught me that when I started at MC Gigs. Just talk and you'll find the funny. That's what I've got to do. That's what I've got to do. I'll just talk and I'll find the funny. I'm tired as fuck. God damn. There's so much washing to do. It's another thing that happens when you come back on holiday. you got to wash every item of clothing that you want. All right. Um... If you listen to this on Thursday when it drops, I'm at the Archers tomorrow in Tynemouth. Completely free. Going to be doing a longer set as well. Don't you worry. I'm still collecting them racks, them checks, whatever. But if you come, buy some drinks. The more people that are there, the more chance they'll have me coming back and the more chance I can make them racks and keep doing free shows for you, okay? That's what you want. Um... The uh, I'm at the stand the week after, um, a Red Raw on a Wednesday night. Then the week after that, I'm doing Friday, Saturday at the stand. And the week after that is the Hive Mind headline show at Independent with Shallow and To Nowhere. Uh, and in between now and then, Hive Mind will be releasing more music. So stay tuned for that. And then eventually, I'm going to get back and doing some Jack Fox stuff. Um, I have a lot of ideas that I'd like to do. Uh, and maybe he's moving a little bit away from the the rap, like hardcore rap stuff that I've been doing. But I still enjoy doing that. But it's just my di- my tastes lie different. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Boring. Um, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks to those that have wished me a nice and Christina a nice holiday. It was a very nice holiday. But I'm back now, and I suppose I'm ready to get to work and do some stuff. Um. If you want to get in touch with anything, holler. Please do send me videos of your pets twitching in the sleep because I need that right now. And keep drinking that water. And do remember that Pepsi Max is the only sip that counts. I'm working on a Chili's bottle endorsement and a Pepsi Max endorsement. One day. All right. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Love you guys. And uh, Tell a friend about the podcast. And hug a stranger. Make sure it's in broad daylight. It's okay, love you. Bye.
That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. I said I wasn't sure, but that flight attendant was definitely gay. And that's fine. That's fine. He was just definitely, definitely gay. And I would beat him up in a fight on my way to heaven.